Hi, welcome back to Idgits and Asputs. I'm Rochelle. And I'm Lynn. And today we are talking about season six, episode eight, called All Dogs Go to Heaven. Okay. <laughs> I already know where this is going. <laughs> This is the first time I've ever seen this episode because I have a problem with animals being in harm's way. Um, And my cousin had told me a long time ago when this episode aired that this episode would upset me. So I skipped it. And guess what? She was right. It upset me. Surprise! (laughs) Yeah, it upset me. I do not like this episode. I, uh, yeah. Also, side note. When my cousin and I were little, I was probably six and she was probably three. Um, She really loved the movie, All Dogs Go to Heaven. And I, you know, had an animal problem even back then and refused to watch it. Mm -hmm. Well, she fucking strapped me down to a little chair with a jump rope and forced me to watch it (sighs) and said that if I didn't watch it, we weren't cousins anymore. And I know that she can't take away our cousinship, but I also know... (laughs) that she thought she could. Yeah. And that's what mattered. So <laughs> anyway. You will watch this. Yep. She made me watch it. And guess what? I hated it. I mean, go so, figure. So yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> didn't laugh, but that's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of those stories that we always told at like the dinner table on holidays and stuff. So yeah. yeah. Remember time when you said that we wouldn't be cousins anymore yeah well surprise I'm still here (laughs) it's so funny because um like anytime we told that story her parents were like oh I don't remember this I don't remember this and then one day like 10 years ago my uncle her dad was finally like oh yeah I do remember that (laughs) (laughs) so I had somebody else on my side because ever because Andrea was like that didn't happen that didn't happen because she was three and doesn't really remember it you know yeah yeah like it definitely happened. Thank you. It, it fucking happened. Okay. 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 So anyway, <laughs> all dogs go to heaven. We start out outside the Honey Wagon Bar. It's nighttime in Buffalo, New York. A man is talking on a cell phone as he walks across the parking lot. He says, "Did he eat? You gave him a bath, right? Well, did you take him to the park? And did he make pee pee and poo poo? <laughs> Good. Hey, there's something about a man in a suit that's like, did he make pee pee and poo poo? That's just hilarious to me. Like, <laughs> and it's just, I don't know why a suit like just means that they wouldn't ever talk like that. But like, okay, yep. who talks like that to begin with? Did they make pee pee and poo poo? Like, I know you don't say that. You don't talk like that to another adult. Know. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He says, good, tell him daddy loves him. Be home soon. The guy hangs up and we see something is watching him from the bushes. It pants. The dude sets, uh, the dude gets in his car and then whatever was watching him charges at the car. Uh, Then the creature jumps onto the hood, breaks through the windshield and attacks the man. Blood splatters everywhere. And we get our opening title sequence. So we cut to Sam sitting at an outdoor table. Dean is on the phone with Bobby. Dean says, I know, Bobby, but there's got to be another way. I don't know. Keep digging. I mean, if Crowley thinks we're just going to... Suddenly, Crowley is there. Crowley says, Crowley thinks you're just going to what, Dean? Is that Bobby Singer? Give him a kiss for me. Um, Which I love. (laughs) Dean says to Bobby, I'll call you back. Crowley says, good news, boys. I got a job for you. Dean says, I'm going to say this once. You can take your job and shove it up your ass. Crowley says, is that any way to talk to your boss? Dean says, you're not my boss, dickbag. 
Crowley says, Dean, Dean, been through this. Quit clutching your pearls. You've been working for me for some time now. Sam here longer. Sam says, we didn't know. Crowley says, like that makes a difference to you. You'd sell your brother for a dollar right now if you really needed a soda. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> That's it's probably not wrong. True. Yeah. <laughs> it's harsh, but real. Uh, I know. Sam doesn't deny it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, I probably would. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, ooh, soda. <laughs> Crowley says, look, I'm sending you. Dean says, no. Crowley says, beg pardon? Dean says, I've done some shady stuff in my time, but I am not doing this. No. Crowley says, 10 quid says you will. And then he touches the back of Sam's hand. A burn appears and Sam's hand sizzles. He yells in pain. Crowley says, you like pain, Sam? You like hell? Uh, you need to stop thinking of this as some kind of deal. This is a hostage situation, you arrogant little thug. I own your brother. Do you understand me? Crowley snaps his fingers and Sam ha Sam's hand heals. Crowley says, come on, Dean, smile. It's not that bad. Here's incentive. You bag me a live alpha, and I'll give you little Sammy Silback with a cherry on top. Sam says, what, alpha vamp not good enough for you? Crowley says, best mind where you poke your nose if you want to keep it. Your merry little hike up the food chain starts here. Crowley puts the newspaper uh, down on the table and says, businessman found dead in his car. Chest rip open. Chest ripped open. Sam picks up the newspaper. The headline says, businessman falls victim to an animal attack. Crowley says, heart missing. Sounds like, Sam says, werewolf. Dean says, no, it's not a full moon. Crowley says, werewolf's turning on the full moon. So, 2009. Sam says, he's right. Samuel and I ganked one about six months back on the half moon. Things have been out of whack for a while now, I guess. Dean says, yeah, I guess. Crowley says, so it's settled then. You bag the howler, bring it home to Papa. See you soon, boys. And then Crowley disappears. Come to Papa. Yeah. So we cut to Dean uh, driving baby at night. Sam says, so the Vic's a real class act. Owned a bunch of slum grade apartments. Couple houses, too. Dean says, so this is it? This is, this is what we're going to do? Sam says, what am I doing? Dean says, Crowley, he's so far up our asses, we're coughing sulfur. But you're just going to work the case? <laughs> I just... Some of the little, like, the little lines that they have in there are just, you think about them, and they just make you want to giggle a little bit. Yep. Yep. Uh, so we're just going to work the case. Sam says, he's got us by the short and curlies. What else are we supposed to do? Dean says, it's just, you know, I'm working for a demon now. I don't even know who you are. I just need a second to adjust. Sam says, look, this is a crap situation. I get it. But Dean, I am still me. Same melon, same memories. I still like the same music. I still think about Susie Heiser. Dean says, biology class, Susie Heiser? <laughs> Sam says, can you blame me? Look, I know you don't trust me, and I can't take back what I did, but I'm going to prove it to you. I'm still your brother. So we cut to a dock. It's daytime. Sam and Dean walk up to a detective and flash FBI badges. Dean says, how you doing? Agents Holt and Wilson. The detective says, feds? Sam says, yeah. The detective says, what are the feds doing here? Sam says, oh, we're specialists. They call us in to answer the questions of mouth-breathing dick monkeys. Um, why is Sam being such an asshole right here? Well, because he just is. <laughs> I feel like that's just where he's at right now. Also, I totally want to start using that insult. <laughs> mouth-breathing dick monkeys? Yes. <laughs> it just, it's funny to me, mm. you know? <laughs> 
That's so like not a you thing to say. I know, but it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it will clearly only have to be used for special occasions. Not oh, regularly, because yes. that would be a little bit of a... I'm trying to imagine like what kind of company you'd have to be in to be able to say that, but I still think anybody who knows you will just stare at you in shock. Exactly. It's for shock value. Like, (laughs) you'll have to know that I'm real pissed off for me to call somebody a mouth-breathing dick monkey. (laughs) 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 Okay. says so you're gonna walk us through this does the detective says doc worker guy in the morning shift found him chest ripped wide open dean says same as the body in the car the detective says yeah second one in two days sam says internal organs missing on both fix like their hearts the detective says uh yeah looks like it how'd you know sam says so this guy he having enemies the detective says, yeah, plenty, but I don't think it was a wolf or possibly a cougar that had a beef with a guy. You do realize these were animal attacks. Dean says, an animal out here. Why do you think it came up for the sailing? <laughs> so we cut to the boys' motel room. Dean is just waking up. Sam says, good morning. Dean notices the other bed is perfectly made and says, you didn't sleep because you don't sleep. Sam says, right. Dean says, yeah, that's not creepy at all. Sam says, not like I can help it. So you're just going to lay there staring at me or you want to hear what I dug up? Um, Dean raises a hand to tell Sam to go ahead. Sam says, all right, so we know that werewolves are basically id gone wild, right? I mean, whoever they hate, they kill when they wolf out. So I've been playing connect the victims. Uh, And I think I found a common denominator. I can't say it. Oh, my God. A common denominator. (laughs) Wow. I'm just going to take a drink of my monster real quick. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) Doing it. (laughs) You know, sometimes you just need that energy. Yep. Okay. Uh, So come on. So Sam tosses Dean a fake ID and says, get the lead out, huh? Dean says, let me get dressed, RoboCop. So we cut to Sam and Dean knocking on the door of a house. A woman named Mandy answers it, carrying a young boy. Uh, Mandy says, can I help you? Sam and Dean show their IDs. Sam says, is uh, Cal Garrigan at home? We got a few questions we'd like to ask him. Mandy says, yeah, come on in. Uh, Mandy sets the boy down in the kitchen. A German shepherd watches from a dog bed. Mandy says, honey, why don't you go play in your room for a little while, okay? Excuse the mess. Please sit. Can I get you guys anything? Dean says, no, thank you. So is Cal your boyfriend? Mandy says, that's right. Dean says, and where is he? Mandy says, sleeping, I think. Dean says, do you mind telling him up and at him? He's got some guests. Mandy says, yes, yes, of course. Just then, Cal walks into the room. Mandy says, Cal. Uh, The dog growls and barks at Cal. Cal says, lucky, shh. The woman says, not the woman, sorry. Mandy says, these are agents. Dean says, Holt and Wilson, morning. Cal says, hey, what is this? Dean says, you out late last night, Cal? Cal says, just, you know, a couple beers with friends. Dean says, how many is a couple? Cal Mm. says, I don't know, three or four tops. Sam says, if all you had was beer, then how come you're sweating vodka? And looks to me like you slept in those clothes. Am I right? Cal says, I don't know, I guess. I'm impressed with Sam to know what kind of sweat, what kind of alcohol someone is sweating out. 
Well, okay, like, I don't know if you've ever been around somebody who's, like, been really drunk, but you can tell what they've been drinking. Like, you can, I can usually, them. I can usually only tell if it's, like, hard liquor or beer and wine, so I guess. Yeah, maybe. like, I yeah. mean, there's definitely, like, I mean, to be fair, some of, like, not like I've been around that many drunk people, but, like, you know, if you go and you're like around people that have been drinking a lot you can usually whatever they're drinking smell it at least on their breath if not on the rest of them yeah so i mean i i could see where he could like because vodka it has a very distinct smell like if it's like oh well is it whiskey or you know bourbon or something one of those like brown you know liquids then yeah I mean, they might all kind of smell similar but i i would think that vodka would smell a little different you know huh i feel like we need to test this out <laughs> Okay, who's going to get that drunk, though? I don't want to get that drunk. I don't either. Let's make Eric get that drunk. <laughs> We're like, you need to get really drunk so we can smell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, let's, okay. Yeah, all right. I was going to say, let's have Travis get that drunk. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Dean says, so what you're saying is you got blind drunk, you blacked out. Something tells me this isn't the first time. Sam says, so Cal, truthfully, who knows what you've really been up to at night? Cal says, look, what's this about? Sam says, we're investigating the death of Ronald Garrigan. Cal says, my brother? Dean says, sorry for your loss. Cal says, yeah, I thought that was some kind of animal attack. Sam says, so no love lost between the two of you, huh? Cal says, look, we had our differences, I guess. You love your brother, of course, but Ron had a lot of problems. Sam says, last time he was here, you called the cops. Cal says, yeah, look, he came in here all messed up and he was yelling. He shoved Mandy. So yeah, I called the cops. I don't see how that has to do with. Sam says, your landlord was found dead this week. Were you aware of that? Cal says, saw it in the papers. Why? Sam says, well, you two were pretty far behind on your rent, right? He had sent eviction papers. Mandy says, I'm sorry, that was an animal attack. Sam says, funny enough. Yeah, both of them were. Cal says, so great. Yeah, guys, what in the hell do you think I had to do with them? Dean says, just following procedure. Had to ask. You two have a good day. So we cut to Sam and Dean walking to the Impala. Sam says, so Cal's a prince. Dean says, yeah, doesn't even know where he was last night. Sam says, bag him now? Dean says, no, we make sure. Sam says, really? Dean says, before we hand him over for a lifetime of demon rape? Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that would be fair, you know? Yeah. It's, I like that Sam, like, doesn't get it. He's like, why? He's Sola Sam is like, I think we should just do it. <laughs> like, screw him, whatever, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we cut to Sam and Dean watching Cal party from the Impala. Sam says, Boy, Cal just doesn't know when to quit. Dean says, three scuzzy bars, one scuzzy strip club, a chili dog joint, seven or eight nightcaps, and now scotches in the library. I'm getting cirrhosis just watching this. Other than Ooh, that, we got squat. <laughs> Um, yes, it does. With some <laughs> onions up on that. Ooh, yeah. Cheese. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm hungry. Oh, heck yeah. Damn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse us for a minute while we have little, like, you know, food dreams over here. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, do to do, do. Dean says, dude, sun's up. This guy's still on two legs. In theory, he ain't wolfing out. Sam says, well, not tonight anyway. Dean says, let's head back. We can reattack this in a couple hours. So they drive away. Um, let's see. A man turns off the lights and Cal lowers the roller door. They leave by way of side door. 
Uh, we cut to a man. Um, I read that all wrong. Sorry. <laughs> so we cut to a man and Cal leaving the party garage. They say goodbye. Cal says, catch you later, man. Cal walks to his truck and a German shepherd walks up and looks at the man. Cal says, Lucky, what are you doing? Lucky growls and attacks Cal. Cal falls to the ground on his face. Then he's dragged backwards. Then his, uh, then his heart gets ripped out and we see the reflection of the, um, in the truck window of a naked man splattered with blood. Yuck. It was pretty gross. So we cut to Mandy sleeping in her bed. The bloody naked man is staring at her, although now he's clean. Uh, then he turns into Lucky, jumps on the bed, licks Mandy's hand, and then lies next to her. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No thanks. We cut to Mandy waking up. Lucky licks her face. Mandy says, ew, Lucky, that's enough. She calls out for Cal, uh, but he doesn't respond because he's dead somewhere. <laughs> and Mandy says, typical. Mandy gets up and pets Lucky. She says, oh, Lucky, honestly, you're the only decent boyfriend I've ever had. <laughs> so she, I wouldn't be saying that yet. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Uh, so she gets up and goes in the bathroom, undresses, and gets in the shower. Lucky has followed her and is creepily watching. Ugh. Yucky. They did a really good job with that scene, making the dog have this kind of, like, desperate look on his face well german shepherds just kind of look like that they always look kind of sad you know <laughs> like, yeah with their because it's their eyebrows they've got the little dark spots for their eyebrows and so they always just kind of look like oh <laughs> yeah know? yeah he's a cute dog oh yeah i want a german shepherd so bad yeah um okay so we cut to sam and dean at cal's crime scene dean says i'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's not cal sam says masterful deduction sherlock mm. Dean says, I mean, a werewolf attack in daylight? This whole thing is just weird. Sam says, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. So you know this means that we're down to one suspect, right? Dean says, I know. Sam says, I mean, Mandy is right at the deep end of the Vic pool. Can you do it? Dean says, do what? Sam says, shove her in the trunk and serve her up to Crowley. Dean says, yeah, Sam, I can do it. Uh, so we cut to Mandy's house. Mandy's kid is lying on a couch looking sick. Mandy says, you still feeling hot, baby? Mandy's son says, mm-hmm. Mandy says, here, have some juice. Make you feel better. Uh, Lucky comes in carrying a stuffed toy in his mouth and gives it to Mandy's son. Mandy says, hey, see, Lucky knows you're not feeling well, and he wants you to feel better. He loves you, doesn't he? There's a good boy. Mandy's son says, he loves a squeak. Mandy says, yeah. Lucky pulls out the toy, and a leg breaks off. Mandy says, uh-oh. Mandy and her son laugh. <laughs> Mandy's son says the leg broke off Mandy says lucky look what you did so we cut to lucky sitting in front of the tv watching a news anchor talk about the animal attacks Mandy walks up to lucky carrying a leash and says what am I interrupting the morning show come on let's go for a walk I mean yes <laughs> I know he was into that program some animals do like they do watch tv like that though like I our dogs um well I shouldn't say our dogs. My brother's dog and then the family dog. Sometimes the family dog will watch TV. She's not into it so much. Also, her vision is kind of awful, so she I don't know if she can really see it very well. Yeah. But, like, my brother's dog will sit there and, like, watch. And you can see, like, her head, she'll, like, move her head and, like, her eyes will track the things on the screen. So, you know, she's, like, watching it, watching it, not just, like, staring in the general direction of the screen. And, like, yeah. depending on, you know, what's going on. There's, I think there was one point where we were watching a show that somebody 
like she was standing there watching the TV and somebody on the TV said sit and she was like okay and just like sat there and was like now what <laughs> like, okay oh that's really uh, cute she's a she's a really good dog she listens really well the other one not so much but <laughs> yeah which one is your brother's dog Bella oh okay yeah oh but yep cute Grace, he's the uh the family delinquent <laughs> yeah she's a good dog but she just doesn't like um she doesn't really uh, it's hard to tell if she just doesn't want to listen or if she just doesn't know to listen I see you know like she doesn't she knows how to like come and sit and sometimes how to lie down Mm-hmm. But, like, that's about it. It took her, like, six months to learn her own name. You know, like, <laughs> it's not, it's not encouraging progress. Yeah. But, but also, like, we've taken her to a couple of different trainers. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, animals can have, um, what's the word? There's, like, animals can have um, disabilities like people can. You know, we're like, they're like, she might be autistic. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I guess that kind of makes sense because she never like makes eye contact. She Mm -hmm. won't like my brother's dog. If she wants something, will stare at you and look in your eyes like, Hey, read my mind. You know, the other one, she'll like, she'll look at you in your eyes sometimes, but only if she's like really, really needing something or wanting something. And that's like, that's it. Other than that, like she like, you can like be like Gracie, Gracie. And she'll kind of like, look over her side at you but like won't make eye contact with you mm-hmm. and like she likes pets but you know it took her a long time to like want them you know oh, like yeah. you pet her and you cuddle her and she'd just kind of like stiffen up like <laughs> you know like yeah no you know and yeah she's there's there's a few other things too but we're like eh, it wouldn't be surprising you know yeah <laughs> but if she's got Aww. some sort of like i don't know something she just she's she's got some sort of learning disability she's yeah she's pretty slow when it comes to it also here's the thing though is that she's part chow mm-hmm. so she doesn't really care to <laughs> try and do the things that you want her to do she's like yeah okay maybe i could do this but if i do this what are you gonna do for me mm-hmm. you know rather than like oh yeah sure let's do this thing like my brother's dog will do anything that you want yeah she'll like I'll figure out how to do it like what do you want me to do I don't know just let me just tell me and I will do the thing and the other one's like (laughs) yeah (laughs) whatever see if I care oh but anyways (laughs) they're both so cute they are cute okay so Mandy puts the collar around Lucky's neck and sees some blood on his fur Mandy says hey is that blood have you killed a bird again bad dog So we cut to Mandy outside with Lucky talking to some neighbors. The neighbors leave as Sam and Dean pull up. Let's see. Dean says, ma'am. Mandy says, agents, what are you doing here? Dean says, nobody called you. Mandy says, called me about what? So we cut to inside Mandy's house. Mandy says, I'm sorry. I just can't believe it. Dean says, I'm really very sorry. Sam says, ma'am, I know this isn't the best time, but we'd like you to come with us. Mandy says, why? You think I had something to do with this? With Cal? Dean says, of course not. We just got a few questions. I's and T's mostly. Mandy says, could we do it later? Sam says, I'm afraid not. 
Mandy says, oh, uh, my kid has the flu and he was up all night. So Sam says, well, is there a neighbor or a friend who can watch him while you're gone? Dean says, I'm sorry, you said your boy was up all night? Mandy says, yeah. Dean says, were you with him all night? Mandy says, well, I had half an hour of sleep, maybe. Dean says, can I talk to your son? Mandy says, why? Sam says, yeah, what difference does that make, Agent Holt? Dean says, trust me, it's important, please. So we cut to outside Mandy's house. Sam and Dean are walking to baby. Dean says, well, it wasn't her. Sam says, you don't know that. Dean says, she's got an alibi. Sam says, she's lying. Dean says, you heard the kid, dude. She's not lying. Sam says, fine. She still had time to wolf out, Dean. The last werewolf was in bed with me, and she wolfed out. <laughs> Dean says, don't make this personal. Look, all I'm saying is that between this and the daylight attacks, something's not adding up. I'm, just, I'm not just going to hand her over to Crowley until we figure out what. You understand? Sam says, okay, I understand. How about you go check out Cal's crime scene and see if we're missing anything? I'll come back and keep an eye on Mandy. Dean says, well, how about you go and I stay here? Sam says, I still know how to do my job. I'm just going to watch her. That's all. Trust me. Sam gets into the car. And Dean says, uh-huh. <laughs> so we cut to nighttime. Sam is watching Mandy's house. He sees Lucky through the window suddenly turn into a naked man. Lucky puts on some clothes and then walks out of the house. He heads to the park where Sam is hiding. Lucky sniffs the air and looks around before approaching another man. They converse, and then the other man leaves. Then Lucky smells Sam again. Sam tries to hide in some shadows, but Lucky sees him and runs away. Sam pursues. Lucky turns himself back into a dog, runs into a street, and gets hit by a car. The Ow. Oh, that was sad. Yeah. <laughs> the car driver and passenger put Lucky into their vehicle and talk about taking him to a vet before Sam can catch up. The car drives away. Uh, Sam yells, wait, wait, mister, mister, wait, that's my dog. That's my dog. So we cut to the boy's motel room. Dean is looking at his phone, thinking about calling Lisa, but he doesn't. Then his phone rings. It's Sam. Uh, Sam says, hey, man, it's me. Dean says, well, I got bupkis here. Sam says, I definitely got something. It ain't a werewolf, for one. Dean says, yeah, what is it? Sam says, a skinwalker. Dean says, a skinwalker, as in, Sam says, as in, the family dog seriously needs a neuter. <laughs> Dean says, wow, I haven't heard of a skinwalker in years. Uh, I'm actually a little rusty on the profile. Sam says, you and me both. I just got the lowdown from Bobby. They can change anywhere, anytime. Skinwalkers infect you with a single bite. Otherwise, they're basically a werewolf's cousin. Silver would drop them. They chow hearts like sausages. Dean says, so what happened? Sausages. Sausages. Dean says, so what happened? Did you catch him? Sam says, not exactly, but I have some idea where he might be. So we cut to the Erie County Domestic Animal Hospital. Sam and Dean walk in and find Lucky. Dean says, hiya, Lucky. Bad dog. First things first. Dean holds up his gun and shows him the bullets. Dean says, you see this? This is silver. Don't say I didn't warn you. Okay, time to go. Now we can either do this the easy way. Dean holds up some jeans. Uh, and then he holds up a chain and says, or the hard way. Sam laughs. Sam says, what? Soul or not? That's funny. <laughs> Lucky barks. So we cut to the boys' motel room. Lucky um, is a man tied to a chair. Sam says, well, I got to tell you, Lucky, you got a stumped. I mean, why shack up with a family? Is it a kinky thing? Do you like to play with your food? Roll over, Lucky. Speak. Lucky says, go to hell. Sam says, already been. Didn't agree with me. So look. 
How about I take the silver knife and start carving some dog until you behave? Lucky says, you do what you got to do. Dean says, hang on, Sam. And then to Lucky, he says, listen, you don't have to tell me why you're with the family. I get it. Lucky says, oh, you do, do you? Dean says, you killed every threat that came near them. You care about them in your own wackadoodle kind of way. It's obvious. What I want to know is, who is that guy you were kibitzing with? He a skinwalker too? Lucky says, look, I can't say anything. Dean says, but if you don't, then you're going to put that girl and that little boy in danger. And sooner or later, all this crap is going to come for them. Now look, we don't give a rat's ass about you. We want to help them. That's our angle. That's it. Lucky says, yeah, that guy, he's a whatever it is I am. And he's not the only one. Sam says, how many are you? Lucky says, about 30. We were all kind of recruited. Sam says, recruited? Lucky says, yeah, me, I was living on the streets. They found me. They told me one small bite and I'd be strong. I'd be fast. Dean says, sniffing people's butts? Yeah, that's a real step up. Lucky says, well, it was for me, <laughs> which is sad. It is sad. Yeah. Dean says, where is this little Scooby gang of yours? Lucky says, everywhere. We're out there finding families, and once they take us in, we lay low. Dean says, lay low? What's the, what the hell is that supposed to mean? Lucky says, well, we're waiting for the word. Dean says, what word? Lucky says, once we're settled, we get the signal. We all turn on our families. We change them all in one night. 30 becomes 150. Dean says, God, you're a sleeper cell. Lucky says, yeah, well, that's one way to say it. Sam says, so you're waiting for the word from who? Who organized you? Lucky says, there's a pack leader. Sam says, you're alpha? Lucky says, what's an alpha? Sam says, the first skinwalker, the strongest. Lucky says, well, he's plenty strong, but no, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure there's guys like him in other towns. We're not the only pack out there. Dean says, fantastic. Then you can help us stop him. Lucky says, oh, no, I can't. No. Dean says, yes, you can. Lucky says, no, you guys don't get it. No one can. These guys who turn me, they're ruthless. Sam whistles while holding a ball. He then, the, he then does the asshole thing and throws it. <laughs> I mean, it was funny, but it was a jerk move. What the fuck, Sam? Like, <laughs> He's just being oh. a straight up just dickhead. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, kind of funny, but also like, dude, really? Yeah. You know, like, Come on. Uh, he's pissing me off. Yeah. I don't like it. Be nice to the dog man. <laughs> Be nice to the dog man. <laughs> God. Okay. Dean says, Sam, not helping. Lucky says, fetch this, dick. Dean says, listen to me. Uh, what are you going to do with that family, really? You're going to put your jaws around that little boy's throat, clamp down, listen to him cry for his mom? Because I'm going to guess that these are the only people who in your pathetic life have ever showed you any kindness. So it's either that or you can help us stop it. So we cut to Sam and Dean taking stuff out of baby's trunk. Sam says, how are you supposed to get near something that can smell us 100 yards off? Dean says, we don't. And he opens a case of rifles. Sam says, the pack leader, we're taking him down. Dean says, yeah, got a better idea? Sam says, no, Crowley's not going to be too happy about that. Dean says, who gives a rat's ass? We let that thing live one second and it sends out that psychic dog whistle and phew. Sam says, on the other hand, it could lead us to the alpha. Then Crowley would give me my soul back. Dean says, are you kidding? 150 people turned into monsters? That's what you want? Sam says, no, of course not. I'm just asking. Dean says, all right, you know what? That's it. Sam says, what? Dean says, you say you're just folks, Yeah that you like baseball and apple pie or whatever. But truth is, I don't know what you are because you're not Sam. Sam says, Dean, come on. 
Dean says, I mean, it's your gigantor body and maybe your brain, but it's not you. So just stop pretending. Do us both a favor. So we cut to Lucky as a man waiting outside a building. Sam and Dean are on a nearby roof. Dean is watching through a rifle while Sam has binoculars. Sam says, he looks nervous, right? Dean says, wouldn't you be? Sam says, I'd double cross us. I mean, he's got to realize that that's his best bet if he wants to keep breathing. Dean says, nah, he'll go through with it. Sam says, you mean because he loves that family? Dean says, yeah. Sam says, I'd double cross us. Dean says, thanks, De Dexter. That's reassuring. Sam says, just making conversation. A car pulls up. Dean says, here we go. Some men get out of the car um, and more dudes come out of the building. Sam says, that big guy, the driver, that's the guy Lucky met in the park. Dean says, and there's El Jefe. Sam says, take him out. Dean says, it's not clean. We got one shot at this, literally. Then Mandy and her son are escorted out of the vehicle. Sam says, take the shot. Dean says, I'm trying. She's in the way. Sam says, take it anyway. Then everyone goes inside the building. Dean like, says, yeah, just wipe out the people that we're trying to save through this. Like, really? <laughs> exactly. Sam just, like, doesn't get it. Mm -mm. Good thing he doesn't have the gun or else they'd be both gone, you know? Exactly, yeah. Dean says, come on. Uh, Sam says, so what, plan B? Dean says, we've got one. So we cut to inside the building. Mandy is carrying her son. She says, please, whatever you want, please just let my son go. The driver says to Lucky, look, man, there's nothing I can do. The boss is pissed. These murders you've been doing, you didn't ask for permission. Now you're going to screw up the whole damn plan. I tried to warn you. Lucky says, I know. I'm sorry. Mandy says, there's been a mistake. This has got nothing to do with us. The driver says, it has everything to do with you, sister. Lucky, um, Lucky whispers to the driver, hey. Uh, the driver says, so you with us or not? Lucky says, of course I am. The driver says, fine, prove it. Turn them. Now, both of them, while we watch, or I'll kill you all. Mandy says, oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> the driver sniffs and says, uh, what is that? Sam appears and shoots one of the men. Dean shoots the rifle from a distance. Some men run away, and Sam chases after them. Mandy's son says, mommy. Mandy says, it's okay. Lucky says, Mandy, come on, come on. Mandy says... Who are you? I don't even know you. Lucky says, yes, you do. Trust me. I'm trying to help. Come on. Uh, Lucky opens the door to a tiny room and says, get in. Mandy says, but I don't. Lucky says, get in. Lucky closes the door behind him and says, bolt it. So Mandy bolts the door. Mandy gets her son under her desk and says, here, baby, go under there. Okay, stay there, honey. You'll be safe. Um, okay, one of the other reasons I didn't like this episode, <laughs> like, first of all, the dog the dog aspect of it makes me really sad. Yeah. But there's this little boy in harm's way. There's yeah. like, you know, and that really, you know, really stresses me out. But that's like so many other episodes of Supernatural. I think just the two things combined made me really just like rah, 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 about this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly like that too. So Sam has been chasing a man who turns into a dog. The dog rushes him, but Sam shoots him. The dog turns into a dead man. A dog rushes at Dean, but Dean's rifle gets stuck. Dean pulls out a handgun and kills the dog, who also turns into a dead man. So we cut to the driver saying to Lucky, you're protecting them after what I did for you? I gave you your life back. Dean watches them through the rifle. The driver says, them? You're nothing to them. You're a dog. Lucky punches the driver in the face. The driver laughs and says, I was going to turn them, but now I'm going to kill them. The driver punches Lucky, who hits his head on the door's glass window. 
Mandy is watching uh, through uh, that sentence is weird. Uh, he hits his head on the glass window that Mandy is watching through. There we go. <laughs> Lucky stands up and looks at Mandy, and then he turns into a dog. Mandy says, Lucky? The driver says, so you think this is going to be a dog fight? The driver takes out a gun and says, I got a better idea. The driver shoots. Lucky cries in pain. The driver uh, approaches Lucky, who is whimpering. Dean watches and waits, uh, looking for a clear shot. The driver says, silver bullet, Lucky. Dean shoots the driver dead. Sam approaches and sees that Lucky isn't dead. He just, he cocks his gun, but when he looks back, Lucky is gone. So Quick bugger. <laughs> I know. I'm glad. I know. So we cut to Mandy's house. Lucky, as a man, knocks on the door. Mandy answers it, but is unhappy when she sees that it's him. Lucky says, hi. Uh, I'm not here to bother you. I just want to say one thing. You and Aiden, you're the only family I ever had. And I know, I know that sounds, I know what I am. It's just that no one has ever been so nice to me before. So thank you. Mandy says, get away from this house, you psycho. And if you ever, ever come near me or my son again, so help me. Lucky says, I know I probably deserve, but Mandy closes the door. Lucky turns back into a dog and walks down the street, looking back once. Oh, that was so sad. Was I hated sad. that part. God. Yeah. I don't know if I'd react the same way Mandy did. I don't you know? know. I mean, here's the thing. It would, it would be one thing if, you know, he was just like a normal dog, but all of like the weird, like... Watching her in the shower. Watching her in the shower, licking her face, all that sort of stuff. Which, I mean, dogs do that anyway. Yeah. Because <laughs> they just want to know where you are at all times. But, like, yeah, I don't know. It's like, you've watched me. You've Because, like, okay, you don't think about it. But, like, in front of your animals and stuff, like, you just change. You do whatever. Like, how many times has an animal of yours seen you naked? A right. lot. You know? Like, yeah. That would be enough to creep me right out. You know? Yeah. So, that's true that's very that. true but, I'd still feel really bad I think I'd be nicer about it I think yeah. I'd be like this relationship isn't gonna work out but you know yeah I mean don't be a total jerk but like still not gonna be a thing you know? yeah exactly Ugh. okay so we cut to Sam and Dean in a park about to eat some fast food Dean says I'll never look at a dog the same makes you wonder though huh Sam says what they sit down at a picnic table Dean says, how many packs are out there? What if they're all just waiting for the signal, you know? Sam says, so I was thinking, you were right. Dean says, about? Sam says, I'm not your brother. I'm not Sam. Dean says, okay. Sam like, says, um... I know. Sam says, all that blah, blah, blah about being the old me, it's crap. Like Lisa and Ben, right? I've been acting like I care about them, but I don't. I couldn't care less. Dean says, is this supposed to make me feel better? Sam says, you wanted the real me. This is it. I don't care about them. I don't even really care about you, except that I need your help. And you're clearly not going to stick around for much longer unless I give it to you straight. So I've done a lot worse than you know. I've killed innocent people in the line of duty, but I'm pretty sure it's not something the old me could have done. And maybe I should feel guilty, but I don't. Dean says, Sam, get to the punchline. Sam says, I don't know if how I am is better or worse. It's different. You get the job done and nothing really hurts. That's not the worst thing. But I've been thinking. I was that other Sam for a long time, and it was kind of harder. But there's also things about it that I remember that I, well, let's just say I think I should probably go back to being him. Dean says, that's very interesting. It's a step. Sam says, so? 
Dean says, we do what we got to do and we get my brother back and credits. Okay. So my thoughts, (laughs) um, I feel, I feel like Lucky is a creep, but I also feel kind of bad for him. I feel really bad for him, but But, yeah, I mean, he is kind of a creep. Like, I just, I feel like this whole episode just kind of confuses me, and that's, like, I don't love this episode, mostly because I feel like I'm so conflicted about it. (laughs) Right. You know, like, it's like, okay, you know, like, you feel bad for him, it's the first family he's ever had, and he does, you know, love the family, whatever, but, like, what a creep, also, you know, like, sitting there, like, all bloody, and, like, watching her sleep, and, like, you know, watching her shower, and all that sort of stuff, it's, like, kind of like a... Yeah. Like also, you gotta remember, pervy. You gotta <laughs> got remember that he like killed people. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Too. He killed her douchebag boyfriend. Yeah. You know, so I I forgot about that when I was feeling bad for him. Like he's a murderer. Yeah. He he like full on is like. I mean, I get why he's doing it because he's trying to like protect them or whatever. But like, dude, you don't kill people. You know. Like, exactly. Yeah. Not the way to go about things. Yeah. But, yeah, so, I don't know. This whole episode is just kind of confusing for me because you feel bad for him, especially at the end when she's, like, get away, and it's like, but you're my family, and it's like, get away, you know? And then he turns into a dog, and he's just like, I guess I'm gonna live on the streets now again, and you're just like, oh, no! But then you're like, you're also a creep! (laughs) Yeah, I know. I felt so bad for him. When he does that one longingly look look backwards (laughs) at the woman in the house, I was just like, oh. Yeah, and it's only, and they did it, like, if he would have done that as a human, it wouldn't have been bad, but he did it as a dog, you know, like, and so you feel bad for the dog. Like, you feel bad for him as a dog, but as a human, you don't feel bad for him. Right, that's exactly right. Exactly it's, right. It's just, I don't know. I feel like if he wasn't a skinwalker and he was just a person, I wouldn't feel bad for him at all. Right, no, you wouldn't. Yeah, so, I don't know. I think it's just because he's got a dog face some of the time. <laughs> I know. It was a cute dog. <laughs> I know. Uh, also, okay, I totally want a German Shepherd. Like, and not mm-hmm. because of this episode. Like, if anything, this would deter <laughs> me from having one. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just like, I just love German Shepherds. They're such good dogs. I had a German Shepherd mix at one point, and I, I want another. I I just, yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> Did I ever tell you on the podcast about how I had a dream that I gave birth to a dog once? No. I don't think you've ever told me that anyways. Oh, yeah. I had this dream this one time that I gave birth to twins, and one of them was a cute little basset hound, and the other was a, was like a little baby boy. What the hell? And in my dream, I remember being so upset and unhappy and disturbed about what had happened, but everyone else was like so proud of me. What? <laughs> that is the weirdest thing. It was a cute basset hound, but I was also like, why? How? What? <laughs> How did what? that come out of me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's odd. Not going to lie. That would disturb me. Yep. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> nope. I didn't. <sighs> oh, man. Okay. So I'm just going to move on from that because I don't want to think about it too hard. <laughs> okay so also i kind of wonder what lucky's name was before it was lucky oh yeah they never say he was a guy that lived on the streets like obviously he had a name right so like what was it 
Yeah, like, that's his family called him Lucky. It. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously he's got another name. Yeah, so that's weird that they don't mention it. It is a little strange to me. I think they're trying to, like, make him more dog-like or something. I don't yeah. Know, whatever. But, yeah. Um, also, you know, newsflash, Sam is kind of a jerk with no soul, but also kind of has his funny moments because he has no soul, you know? Yeah, like, it's comical, but also really douchey. It's it's a very dark sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not great, but kind of funny sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay, also, like, I was kind of glad when they were, like, at the end, or not at the end, but towards the end, when they went into that warehouse and were, like, killing the skinwalkers and stuff, that when they shot them, that they showed up as humans and not just, like, dead dogs everywhere oh my god I know I was so worried that that was gonna happen yeah yeah that thank god I I was glad for that because I don't know like that would have been crossing a line I think that that the network would probably not be cool with yeah I feel like that's like some Game of Thrones stuff right there Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) which yeah yeah. I think, okay, I think that you would love Game of Thrones if it weren't for all of, like, the HBO-ness of it, you know? Like, <laughs> right. there's definitely, like, animals being killed and, you know, all these, like, you know, rape scenes slash all these different things, and it's just like, okay, like, it, it's it's a little much, but other than that, I think you would really like the show. <laughs> yeah, I probably would, but I just don't think I can handle those. Yeah. It's another thing, like, for Outlander, I think that you would love that show if it weren't for Mm -hmm. some of the, you know, stuff that happens in it. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's what happened back in the day. It's not like it's, they're making it up for no reason. It's like, this is stuff that would have happened, but it's definitely Mm -hmm. a bit much sometimes. Yeah. Like, there's a couple of the episodes where they're like, you know, this is going to be triggering for some people. Like, watch with care sort of thing oh really yeah uh-huh that's wow that's cool that they that they do that yeah it's good that they do it i'm glad that they did that instead of just like springing it on people but also they're like hey just so you know like if you need help after watching this episode please call this number you know yeah it's like okay you know but anyways okay my last thought i wonder about steve being a skinwalker all the time <laughs> I'm convinced he is because he like answers your questions very and they distinctly. and they sound then they sound like human words most of the time. I know, right? Like okay, so the first time I'm just gonna, I'm going to throw out a few stories here real quick. And I I might have already said some of them on the podcast, but I'm going to say them again. <laughs> like so the very first time I gave him a bath I, like, get the bathtub going. There was no water running because I was like, I don't want to freak him out. I'm just going to fill up the bathtub with water. And then once it's off, then I'll flop him in and we'll, you know, wash him, whatever. Yeah. I pick him up and I go into the bathroom. He sees the tub of water, tries to escape and, like, clings onto me and is like, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) 
he very clearly said, hell no. And my mom and I, because I was like, I hadn't given him a bath before. I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. But he, like, this is not that long after I got him. And so he had, like, litter stuck to him. He was kind of just, you know how, like, animals that live in the shelter are just kind of gross, you know? Like, they're usually, like, really dandruffy and, like, kind of oily and different. And I'm sure it's, like, they put, like, flea powder and different things on him just to make sure or whatever. But they just end up kind of gross when they come out of the shelter. And he had, like, kitty litter stuck to his legs that was like kind of like in there and I'm like mm, like you need a bath I, I yeah. feel uncomfortable with you sleeping on my bed like this you know right right <laughs> and yeah he he very clearly said hell no and my mom looked at me and she's like um did I just hear what you just heard because I'm pretty sure he said hell no <laughs> and that's so funny he did and there's been plenty of times where like he'll just be like Hello, 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 and just like telling me his life story, and I'll be like, "Why are you like this?" And he'll be like, "Oh no!" And it's like, "Yeah, <laughs> okay." <laughs> I've heard him do it. Oh That's yeah, true. he does it all the time. Or I'll be like, "Listen, if you don't knock it off, this is what's gonna happen." And he'll be like, "No," <laughs> and it's just like, "Okay, I don't like this." It's creepy sometimes. It is creepy, but also pretty cool. (laughs) Kind of funny, but like, you know, I'll be like, you can have full on conversations with this cat and he will answer like he is a people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So kind of interesting, but also kind of scary at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. And also when you start to ask him about it, like he starts to act more cat-like. Oh, yeah. Like he will act like a full on people and then you start to confront him about it and he'll be like, just meow, you know, like, (laughs) yeah. what? talking about uh what and it's like okay (laughs) it's not comforting he he won't even like he's not even in the room right now we started talking about skinwalkers and he left (laughs) yeah yeah he was like i'm out they're on to me (laughs) (laughs) like i haven't heard hide or hair from him and usually like he is in here the entire time i'm podcasting passed out on the futon next to me and i have not heard from him or seen him in the last like 45 minutes <laughs> yep he he's knows. like um yeah so is my cat a skinwalker maybe probably it's possible i hope not because that means i'm never gonna sleep again <laughs> but you know because i can't just get rid of him you know, like, I would feel awful. Right. Like, we would have to come to an understanding if that's what, <laughs> if that's yes. what it was. Yes, don't watch me shower. Don't sit on my lap while I go to the bathroom. I know, like, you are not allowed to sit on my lap anymore when I'm on the toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess it's just a thing that's not going to happen. Like, do I need to shut the door every time I go to the bathroom? I think I do now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but be like, mm. I'm willing to live with you if we can come to an agreement that this is our boundaries. You know? Yes. Yes. You need to set boundaries. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, and I'm probably being a little over dramatic. And do I think this is actually a thing? No, but also he acts human enough sometimes to where there's a little itchy in the back of my brain that goes, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Uh Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. It oh, did just I froze freeze? for a second. Okay, try again. You said maybe what? Okay, I said maybe all cats are like this, and Steve is just able to articulate it better. I know. Well, and I think he's part Maine Coon, which apparently yeah. they're really big talkers. Like, most cats 
don't talk half as much as Steve does. Like I've been around a lot of cats and this one is like nonstop chattering. You know, he's like, Hey, how's it going? What were you doing? You know, like, Oh, and like, and if you ignore him, he doesn't stop. He gets worse. You know, like you Uh have to have a conversation with him and you have to have the back and forth before he'll give it up, you know? And so like, and if you just ignore him instead of like, like, hello, hello, hello. He'll be like, hello. <laughs> and he'll like go until he runs out of air. Like he literally kind of goes at the end of it, and then he'll like. Pay attention to me. It's like you can't just ignore him and expect him to go away. You have to interact with him for him to stop. <laughs> yeah. But, oh my god, that's hilarious. Yeah, he kind of drives me nuts sometimes. I mean, he's a really good cat, and I would never get rid of him. But I do understand, like, he was an owner surrender, and I can kind of understand where somebody might get rid of him because he's constantly trying to assassinate you as you walk down hallways. Slash himself, he's constantly running in between your legs and in front of you as you're going down the hallway, and you're trying to avoid him, and then you end up falling on your face. Mm-hmm. Um, and he won't shut up. Like he's <laughs> he doesn't stop talking. Ever. I know it. Like, I love it. Ever, ever. Well, yeah, you love it until you have to be around it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my mom came to visit not too long after I got Steve, and he, he's become more talkative since she's visited, but um, he, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, he never stops talking a lot. My mom's like, oh, it can't be that bad, whatever. Like, she was, like, talking to me like I'm being dramatic about it, right? Yeah. I'm like, okay, you know, uh, no, he's a pain in my butt. Like, he's a cute pain in my butt, but he's a pain in my butt, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And she came over for a weekend, and, like, within, like, the first 24 hours, she was like, oh, my God, Steve, shut up! (laughs) 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 And, like, apparently, so I call him Steve... Sven or Steven and Steven is reserved for if he is driving me up a freaking wall and so Mm -hmm. like my mom and I didn't you know figure out to call him Steven to get him to kind of like a little bit until my mom at one point was like Steven you know and he goes like oh no I'm in trouble they've used my full name you know oh god and so now like you have to save it but if you're like Steven he's like Like, it doesn't last for very long but at least you'll get a few seconds of like oh maybe I've done it this time you know yeah but anyways so that's my uh my theories about my cat being a skinwalker yeah I believe it I could, you know, it wouldn't totally surprise me. It would freak me out, but it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> right, exactly. So, there's that. But, anyways, um, so what was your favorite moment about this episode? Well, like I said, I hated this episode. So, <laughs> <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> it really, really, I just did not care for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that being said, my favorite part was probably the ending scene with Sam and Dean where um sam was like look like you know i don't really care about you i just need your i just need your help and um you know being sam was harder but i probably need to be him again yeah so yeah i mean 
at least he came to that realization on his own. Like, that was a good, this is, like, a big turning point, right? Because before he was like, I don't care. I'm, like, a machine. I can do this all the time. And he's like, yeah, maybe I should do this thing, you know? Exactly, yeah. So this is, like, a big moment in this um, season, you know, of, like, okay, I've realized that maybe I'm not quite what I should be, so I should maybe do something about this, you know? Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite moment? So, my favorite moment is when Dean was like, it's your gigantor body and maybe your brain, but that's it. You know, it's like, yeah, gigantor body. It, it was just kind of funny calling because I think all the like, you know, giant references are hilarious because it's not like it's just ret- written for the character. Like they're kind of jabbing at Jared too. <laughs> yeah, totally. I kind of find funny, but um yeah, it was just kind of like, hey, listen, like, it was part of the realization process of like, hey, listen, like, obviously, you're my brother, but you're not my brother, and we should do something about this, you know? Yeah. So, anyways, that, I, I, I had a hard time coming up with a favorite, favorite moment for this one, too, because it's just like, this episode, it doesn't, I don't say it, I think my, obviously the scariest episode for me is the Wendigo one. Every time I watch that, I get a little, but like, yeah, (laughs) this is kind of a creepy one for me in like a weird mind screwing kind of way, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's not like scary, but it's like just too much for my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, I don't know. Like, I, I don't it I don't really have like a favorite moment so much so I just kind of went with that one because that's like a yeah funny moment for me yeah you know the scene with Crowley in the beginning was pretty good too I kind of liked that scene where he you know he's like oh is that Bobby on the phone give him a kiss for me <laughs> I liked that well and that's funny for later purposes too yeah but <laughs> so. yeah um, without giving anything away <laughs> right um but yeah so I, yeah, there, there's some funny stuff. And like, you know, when the guy was like, did you make pee pee and poo poo? Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, that was, that was just ridiculous. It, it was ridiculous and kind of funny, but I don't know. I, I don't know if I would call it a favorite moment. I mean, that, mm-hmm. other than that, like the, you know, making fun of Jared and how like tall he is, like that's, I think that would be my other one if I had to pick a different one. <laughs> yeah. But Anyways, um, so our interesting facts from this week, um, it says, Sam says to Dean, uh, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. This is a reference to a Peter Venkman line in the movie Ghostbusters, (laughs) Ghostybusters. Ghostybusters. (laughs) Ghostybusters. Um, human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass mass hysteria, which... Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've ever actually seen Ghostbusters. I think I saw it, like, once way back in the day, but I don't remember anything from it. Like, yeah. if I were to watch it, I probably would be like, yeah, maybe that looks kind of familiar, but also it doesn't, you know? Killian loves that movie. He loves it. Yeah. That's so funny. I don't know. Yeah, I don't... I couldn't honestly tell you if I've seen it or not. Yeah, it's pretty but, good. You'd like it. Yeah. I just started watching The Addams Family the other day, and I got, like, part of the way through it, and then I had to, you know, go and do other things, but, so, it's kind of fun. Like, I like that movie. I'd never seen it before. Oh, my God, that's crazy that you've never seen it before. I never did, but I, I haven't, I need to finish it. I haven't finished it yet, but it's pretty good. I mean, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's great. The second movie is great, too. Great. I the second one. 
Oh yeah, you gotta watch them both. They're hilarious. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. I definitely. I think Morticia and Gomez are hilarious. Like, aren't they like, relationship goals? I right. Like even yeah. she, she's. It's like she is not normal, and he's not normal also. But he's like, listen, you're not normal, but I support you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, and I think you're great, which I feel like is what needs to happen. And yep. No. Yep. They have an epic love. I, I love know. them. Yep. <laughs> Hashtag goals. <laughs> yep. Yep. But anyways, um, so it says Sam tells Dean that he and Sam would double cross them, to which uh, Dean replies, uh, thanks, Dexter. That's reassuring. Um, Dean is referring to the soulless serial killer title character in the TV crime thriller Dexter from 2008 to 2013. Yep. That was a good show. Did you ever watch it? Nope. <laughs> I've heard of it a lot and I've heard a lot of people say it's really good. So at some point I might, but I've got so many shows that people are like, you should watch this. You should watch this. You oh, should yeah. watch this. That I'm just like, I can't keep up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good show. Yeah. I'm going to have like a huge list on my Netflix. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so it says in this episode, uh, the Winchesters go by the aliases Holt and Wilson. Um, in the 1981 movie Wolfen, um, officers Holt and Wilson investigate killings done by werewolves, um, huh. which I've never even heard of that before. Yeah, me neither. Um, it says the title of this episode is from the 1989 animated musical comedy of the same name. Um, Ugh. <laughs> all dogs go to heaven. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah, I do remember bits and pieces of it but it's been so long since i've watched it i don't totally remember um it's about dying dogs <laughs> oh yeah and i know that but i don't like remember yeah, what i just so much ugh, yeah <laughs> probably shouldn't watch it you shouldn't i mm. i'd probably be fine to watch it but um it says lucky is played by actor andrew Rothen rothenberg um who is probably best known as portraying jim in season one of the walking dead from 2010 um, series star Jensen Ackles is a huge fan of both the Walking Dead comics and the TV series. Hmm. Um, which I didn't know. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, it says Sam and Dean initially suspect the murders to be committed by a werewolf. Um, actress Janet Kidder also played a role in the cult werewolf franchise Ginger Snaps as Alice and Ginger Snaps Unleashed, which I'm guessing that's the, uh, what's her name? Um, what is her name? The lady in this episode. Um, no, I think, um, is that, what they're is that who they're talking about? No, no, no. Ginger Snaps, um, I think is played, I think the girl who played Ava, do you remember Ava? One of the psychic kids, the psychic yeah. girl who yeah. turns bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She, I think that's her. So, huh. Okay. So they're not talking about within this episode because right. the way they worded, it makes it sound like it's the actress in this episode that plays yeah. You know what? I could be totally wrong, and maybe that actress is also in that that movie. Oh, I have no idea, because I don't know what her name is, and I don't know the movie. So. I, just know, I just know that Ava is definitely in that movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. So maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe they're talking about her. So so this actress could be in there. I don't know. I haven't seen it, so. Yeah. Um, okay, so it says, uh, the skinwalker Lucky is a German Shepherd. Uh, the main character from the movie All Dogs Go to Heaven, Charlie, is also a German Shepherd. So. Fucking Charlie. God, I hate that movie so much. <laughs> I haven't... Isn't there a... Wait, no. What am I thinking of? Isn't there, like, a little orange cat? 
I can't remember. Oh, also, my cousin thought it would be super funny about 10 years ago to give me a copy of All Dogs Go to Heaven for my birthday. <laughs> oh, no. Rest in peace, cousin, but damn. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> she thought she was so funny. I mean, that is kind of funny. Because <laughs> it doesn't mean that you have to, like, watch it. It just means that you now own it, you know? Yeah. I don't know what I did with it. I don't know. I mean, yeah. do you think Killian would like it? I mean, obviously you couldn't watch it with him, but. Yeah, probably, but I don't know what I did with a copy of it. I don't think I currently own it, so. <laughs> you got rid of it. <laughs> yeah, I think I did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I remember watching it as a kid. And I also, so there was two of them that I got confused all the time. There was, um... All Dogs Go to Heaven, and then there was another one, which I think is the one that I was thinking of with the little orange cat, that it's like this, what is it, like Milo and Otis or something maybe? Or am I oh yeah, that else? maybe, I haven't seen that one, but I know what you're talking about. There's like a little like stray dog and then this like orange kitten that become friends and then they like wander around um, yeah New York or something maybe it's a big city mm -hmm. and they oh I want to say or maybe he's not a stray maybe he is just like gotten loose or something because I vaguely mm, I vaguely remember him like having a leash like dragging a leash around for a while maybe Huh, I don't know. I have no idea, but I think I get those two confused. And there are yeah. two, as far as I know, they're two different movies, but I think it's like, for some reason, I probably saw them like close together. And so I just like melded them in my mind, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. Um, okay, so for our research for this week, um, <laughs> this is off of Ranker because, hey, we love Ranker. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Ranker. <laughs> um, so this is stories and theories about the Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, yes. Um, so it says the Skinwalker Ranch is a weird place uh, located near Ballard, Utah. It's long been the source of tales of monsters, spaceships, and other bizarre phenomenon. Um, Native Americans in the area begin, or believe the ranch is plagued by evil creatures known as skinwalkers, while others claim to have seen UFOs, crop circles, and unexplainable lights. A family that lived on the ranch for two years in the 90s reported several strange incidents, including animal mutilation and disappearances, as well as UFO sightings. Mm -hmm. um, some skinwalker conspiracies suggest the government made contact with extraterrestrials and is covering everything up, although we now know that because the government has said somewhat recently that oh by the way ufos are real <laughs> just just so yeah you know, right you know so i mean you know how much are they really trying to cover up anymore exactly <laughs> um although i do think it's kind of funny that like that all that like I, apparently they had said that like a few years ago but nobody really took it seriously and now that like all the covid stuff is happening they're like oh remember by the way you know like <laughs> yeah yeah they're trying to distract people oh for sure but I don't know. Anyways, um, so it says other theories assert that the ranch is home to a portal similar to Hellmouth, which allows for interdimensional travel, which didn't we do some research on Hellmouth? 
I think it's been mentioned, but I'm not sure if we did one like specifically on a Hellmouth. I think we might have done like a location that had a Hellmouth. Okay. I was going to say like, it sounds familiar, but I don't know if we actually, I'd have to look through our research yeah. and see what we did. But um, okay. So uh, the first thing on here, it says there's been animal mutilation and disappearances. Um, it says the Sherman family claims that a number of their cows are mutilated. Um, one such cow had no signs of harm, not even bleeding, other than a hole bored through its eye. Um, other cows were found sliced up with organs or other body parts carefully removed. Um, in each case, the Shermans found no blood. A number of other cows, as well as six cats, vanished without a trace. Ranch dogs, meanwhile, were fearful, fearful of an unknown presence. Um, in another instance, the Shermans returned home to find four bulls packed into a trailer. When discovered, the bulls snapped out of a trance and became upset. Which, I mean, let's be real. If you've ever been around bulls, they're generally not happy critters yeah. to have people around them so much. Like, they're not bad. Like, they're not all, like, you know, bullfighting bulls, you know? <laughs> right. But still, like, especially to have four bulls put together, the fights that would happen, you know? Like, yeah. And to have them all packed in. But anyways, um, it says no one could figure out how four bulls ended up in the trailer, which was locked and small enough that getting just one in proved difficult for ranchers, let alone four. So they're literally, like, packed in on top of each other. That's crazy. In a trance. Like, mm. <laughs> Yeah. That's Seems shady. Suspicious. Yeah. Um, it says, uh, lethal blue orbs. As told on radio show Coast to Coast AM, the Sherman family spotted blue orbs on the property. In one instance, the father set three dogs on the orb, which ducked away from them each time they approached, uh, leading the animals further and further from the ranch. Um, once out of sight of the ranch, the ranchers heard the dogs yelp, but he did not pursue them out of fear. In the morning, the rancher went to investigate and found three circles of burned grass with goo in the middle, supposedly all that remained of the dogs. Oh my god, that's crazy. That's nasty and awful. Yeah. Um, uh, so number three is the bulletproof werewolf. <laughs> Okay. Um, it says, so the legend goes, just after the Sherman family moved to the ranch, they were approached by a huge, friendly wolf. Not long thereafter, the wolf thrashed a calf, prompting the rancher to hit it with a stick to no avail. Um, he shot the wolf with a three fifty seven Magnum, which produced no results. <laughs> Um, oh. the wolf was struck two more times, then several times with a hunting rifle with no result. So, like, literally packing this thing full of lead, and, like, it's just like, I'm fine. Um, yeah. Eventually, the wolf left of its own accord. Uh, the rancher followed its tracks, which simply came to an end, as though the wolf ceased to exist as it walked. Throughout their time there, members of the family claimed to see other large wolves and canine beasts. Wow. Ugh. Um, so there's poltergeist activity. It says poltergeist activity was reported by the Sherman family shortly after their run-in with a bulletproof werewolf. <laughs> um, according to a segment on Coast to Coast AM, a paranormal radio news program, uh, the matriarch of the Sherman clan stated that she often came home with groceries, unpacked them, and later discovered all the food repacked into shopping bags. Oh, that'd I mean, be annoying. Like, mildly inconvenient, but at least not like, I mean, that would creep me out still, but it wouldn't be like terrifying yeah exactly you know? um it says the family also reported missing or moved objects such as a hairbrush found in the freezer when it had been last seen on the bathroom counter uh the shermans heard voices in a language they could not understand and also spotted shadows in the house <laughs> no thanks <laughs> nope nope um 
It says the muscular hyena, because <laughs> apparently there's hyenas in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it said the family reported seeing a number of bizarre animals, including a beast that looked similar to a hyena on steroids. Um, according to journalist George Knapp, they saw the creature accosting one of their horses before it disappeared, leaving behind only claw marks on the horse's legs. Uh, the same animal may have been seen by others. Uh, the wife of a local cop noticed a similar creature at, uh, at Skinwalker, and a visitor to the ranch spotted a brutish animal that ran 100 yards in a matter of seconds and roared loudly. Ooh. No thanks. Dogs should not roar. No. <laughs> it's not right. <laughs> um, it says, according to skinwalkerranch.org, a website documenting all the entities encountered at the ranch, the dark one is extremely rare. This being is possibly human, a shaman trapped in an alternate timeline. Um, those who have seen the dark one describe him as a silent Native American peering through the portal to another dimension. Um, some believe that this dark one shaman opened the portal um it says skinwalkers um the ute tribe tribe believes skinwalkers uh, inhabit the land surrounding the ranch uh skinwalkers are evil witches who can turn into animals such as owls wolves foxes and coyotes um a regular witch becomes a skinwalker by terminating a family member um oh. little else is known about them as the ute don't like to discuss them <laughs> i mean that's fair. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, for a 2002 article for the Las Vegas Mercury, uh, George Knapp spoke with Junior Hicks, who had cataloged a number of paranormal events in the area. Um, Hicks explained, the Utes think the skinwalkers are powerful spirits uh, that are here because of a curse that was put on them generations ago by the Navajos. Um, the center of the whole legend is this ranch. The Utes say the ranch is the path of the skinwalker. Tribe members are strictly forbidden from setting foot on the property. It's been that way for a long time which a little odd. <laughs> yeah. You shall not pass. <laughs> right. Um, it says there's a Skinwalker Ranch in Connecticut too. Um, when most people hear Skinwalker Ranch, they think of Utah. However, there's one in Connecticut too. The Connecticut Ranch is located in Litchfield Hills. And according to ghost hunters, Paul and Ben Eno, uh, bears several similarities to the Utah site. Um, the family that lives at Skinwalker, Connecticut, seems to have seen UFOs and ghosts. Um, Paul called the location a genuine crossroads of the multiverse and states that all manner of human and non-human creatures seem to be sharing the same physical space, but within their own parallel worlds. Hmm. Um, it says there's a portal to another dimension. Um, few have claimed to have encountered a mysterious portal, but those who have say it appears in the form of bright orange or blue light that lasts for about 10 seconds at a time and hovers 500 to 1,000 feet in the air. Uh, the theory is the orange portal allows beings to pass into and out of the world from another dimension, while blue allows vehicles to pass. <laughs> okay. So, like, spaceships, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Mean, like cars or like, you know, you accidentally, well, how would you accidentally drive a thousand feet in the air? That'd be quite the, right. <laughs> the situation. So I'm guessing they mean like, you know, flying things. Yeah. Um, it says, if true, this could be how the bulletproof werewolves and massive hyenas entered and vanished from the ranch. Um, it says UFO sightings are common. It says UFO sightings are the most commonly reported extraordinary phenomenon at uh, Skinwalker. The Shermans stated they saw several unexplained aircraft as well as blinking lights and heard strange voices speaking in otherworldly language. Uh, numerous cattle were also mutilated during their ownership of the ranch, um, which many attribute to alien um, interference. 
According to the Daily Beast, uh, Joshua Hicks, a teacher who claimed to have seen a UFO, believes about half the local population had spotted a UFO at some point. That's, hmm. that's a lot. That <laughs> is a lot. Yeah. A lot of people, 50%. Wow. <laughs> um, also, there's giant sea snakes. Says, no, thank you. <laughs> snakes don't bother me so much, but that big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't, I'm not afraid of snakes, but I have a respect for snakes. <laughs> yeah. Um, it says some believe giant snakes lurk in the bottle, uh, the bottle hollow reservoir, um, very near Skinwalker Ranch. The indigenous Ute people believe in the snakes and tribal police have reported several bizarre drownings in the bottle hollow. Um, one man claims that a woman he went swimming with after dark one night was pulled beneath the water and drowned by a snake. Um, in the book Hunt for Skinwalker, a tribal police officer Sir, um, attest to personally seeing a snake. He said it would swim straight down from the marina and go all the way down to the bottom end. You could see it on moonlit nights. Um, I saw that, well, I saw that while everybody, the other guys, um, have seen the snake in there too. Huh. Um, it says there's crop circles. <laughs> okay. So the Sherman family often found crop circles laid out in triangular patterns. Um, they also reported finding neat, perfectly proportioned spherical holes in the earth. Um, they never figured out what or who caused these markings, but noted that it would be unlikely for them to miss a human visitor sneaking up the solitary road leading to the property. That's true. Um, it says an organization bought the ranch to study the paranormal. Um, the National Institute for Discovery Science, or NIDS, <laughs> um, was found by, or founded in 1995 by Vegas hotel owner Robert Bigelow. Um, it specialized in studying the paranormal. Um, Bigelow bought Skinwatcher, Skinwalker, Skinwatcher, <laughs> Skinwalker Ranch um, after reading a 1996 article on unexplained phenomena in the area by journalist George Knapp. Um, Knapp and NIDS deputy administrator Colm Kelleher. Um, eventually wrote a book together called Hunt for the Skinwalker. Um, NIDS closed in 2004 as paranormal activity at the ranch calmed down. Ah, okay. <laughs> There's a mysterious squid. <laughs> no fucking thank you to that. <laughs> it says an unnamed witness claims to have seen a mysterious squid on the ranch as depicted in a sketch. Um, very little is known about this creature. It is perhaps related to the giant sea snake sightings, uh, though this mere conjecture, details of the supposed encounter are extremely scarce. Um, it says, the government knows about aliens, which, I mean, we, we know this. <laughs> right. It says, wrestler, politician, and conspiracy theorist Jesse Ventura took on the Skinwalker Ranch in an episode of Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura, <laughs> a show with a terribly enigmatic title. Um, in a nutshell, the government uh, knows about the aliens. According to Ventura and friends who present uh, very little evidence to back up their claims, <laughs> Robert Bigelow, who owned the ranch after the Shermans, found proof of or even had direct contact with aliens. Um, what's more, Bigelow's organization, Bigelow Aerospace, is in cahoots with the government and might even be building a space hotel. Oh, <laughs> a space hotel. Like, what is a space hotel? Huh. Like, I- I don't know. That just That's interesting. Seems like what? <laughs> that that was out of the blue. I know. Like, <laughs> Is like, that the end of the article? Yeah, that's the end of the article. <laughs> <laughs> they just ended it on Space Hotel. <laughs> right. Like, okay, so like does that mean that there's a hotel in space? 
I mean, I think so. Or does that mean that there's like a hotel like that's space themed? <laughs> or does it mean there's a hotel that's like, hey, space creatures, come stay with us? <laughs> you know, like, there's a lot of different things this could be interpreted as. And yeah. I feel like, yeah, I don't know, you know, like. <laughs> I want to know. Whole thing's a little suspicious to me. If you don't, yeah. Like, mm, but yeah. So that's a uh, that's that's a research. <laughs> that was a long one. It is a long one, but kind of fun. There's a bunch of different stuff. But some, yeah, yeah. Some place that I don't know if I'd ever necessarily want to visit, but it's kind of mm-hmm. cool to hear about. You know. <laughs> yeah, it does sound really cool. Yeah. I don't think I don't think I'd want to go there. Okay, you know what? I was down with all of it until the giant squid, and that that's a big <laughs> nope for me. That's what turned you off. But only one person has supposedly like not even necessarily seen it, but is like rumored to have seen it. And out of like one person of all of the many things that like people are like, oh, I've seen this and this and this and this and this and this and this, and one person's like, oh yeah, a squid. You know, like <laughs> yeah, that's enough for me. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's that. Yep. Um, so what was your idget or asset moment from this week? Okay, well, this isn't my idget moment, but my dad's idget moment. <laughs> he told me something that happened to him. He and his wife, Patty, they go and play pickleball a couple times a week uh-huh. at a pickleball court um, where, close to where they live. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's an outdoor pickleball court. And well, most of them are, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. Well, I guess um, there's one at the gym that I work at that's indoor, but anyway. Okay. So um, my dad said he was going to hit the ball, and he hit it, and he stepped on a pile of leaves. Actually, it wasn't a pile. It was just a couple leaves. He stepped on it, and he slipped. He, oh, slipped, no. he slipped, and he fell uh, right on top of the leaves, and under the leaves was a puddle of water. Mm-hmm. So he's, he got his butt wet. And as soon as and as soon as he hit the ground, Patty, who he was playing, hit the ball back and it hit him right in the forehead. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you got a wet butt and a pickleball to the head. <laughs> yep. I just thought that that was hilarious. <laughs> like, oh man. <laughs> because I mean, she had to be aiming for him. You know? I mean, not necessarily. That just kind of seems like a series of unfortunate events, but it's still yeah. hilarious nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, my poor dad. I just thought that was so funny. Yeah. So anyway, what was your agent or aspa moment? <laughs> okay, so Travis's dog Hunter. He is the best dog. Like, don't get me wrong. It's hilarious though because so you know at work I get tips. You know, and sometimes I'll like. You know, sometimes people will like leave them in the massage room or whatever it, for me, and they don't necessarily leave them because most of the time people will go to like the desk area to pay or whatever, and they'll just like put if they have cash tips, they'll like put them in a little envelope that gets stuck. We each have our own little files or whatever that we get stuff put in, but sometimes mm-hmm. people leave them like in the room, just like on the counter or whatever. So yeah. like, I'll grab it and you know stick it in my pants pocket or something, you know, so that way I don't like forget about it or leave it. Mm-hmm. And I think so. And so every once in a while, I'll like put on a pair of pants that, you know, I hadn't worn in a little while and I'll be like, oh, there's money in the pocket. This is great. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and that is great. Yeah. I was over at Travis's house and I like 
that's happened a few times. I'll be over there and I'll be like, Hey, I found 20 bucks, you know, like yeah. <laughs> it's a great day, you know? Um, and I must, so that had happened and I must have like either like put it down somewhere or it like fell out of my pocket or I like, dropped it and didn't realize it or whatever. But apparently Hunter does not appreciate paper on the ground. <laughs> Oh. If there is paper on the ground, he will shred it. And he does the same thing with, like, dryer sheets. You know, like, any sort of, like, paper or paper-like material on the ground is just, like, he ends it. He's like, I can't even stand it. Get rid of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And so he ripped up a $20 bill. Oh, no. <laughs> it's in three pieces. And I'm just like, oh, no. <laughs> you know what? You can tape that back together and bring it to the bank, and they'll switch it out for you for sure. Oh, I didn't know that they did that. I'll have to do that, that. but yeah, yeah, I, I'll have to take a picture of it too. And like, (laughs) I'll, I'll post that because he, like, he almost, it's kind of impressive. Like he ripped it into like two pieces and then like one down the middle almost, you know, like it it was very methodical destruction, (sighs) but I thought like, it was, it was kind of funny. It didn't bother me, but I was just like, you little turd, you know? (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) He's like, it's on the ground. It's mine now, you know, but. Oh man. Yeah, so he was, he, he, he was kind of a little ass, but, but it, yeah, it was, was funny. I don't like, I wasn't mad at him. It was just kind of like, right. yeah, but <laughs> anyway, all right. So well, thank you moment. so much. Oh, sorry. Did oh, I, I jump the gun? Okay. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgets and aspects podcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out or visit our Facebook page, Idgets and Aspects of Supernatural Podcast. And you can also find us on Instagram at Idgets and Aspects Podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.